18. John 18. We'd looked a little bit last time at ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple. Whether the Jews always resort. And in secret have I said nothing. We're going to look at all three interrogations, the three inspections that this lamb went through tonight. This is the first one through Annas. And we can really learn something of how to talk to people by how our Lord talked to people. I don't want to teach you nothing, but I want to be like him. And I figure you might want to be like him too. Might learn something. He said, go back and see what I've said. <laughs> I've, I've told you twice. Told you three times. Told you over and over again. Verse 21, why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me what I've said unto them. Behold, they know what I said. Do you ever get hard questions from your friends and your coworkers and your families that you're talking about the gospel and you're like, yeah, and you want to have an answer? That's a bad spot to be because you don't have an answer. We're going to mess it up. You know what our Lord just said? Go ask one of them that I've talked. Come church with me. Go talk to my pastor. <laughs> Go talk to your pastor. That's good advice, isn't it? Our Lord said it. Come in here. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? They had respect for that man in that office, didn't they? So much so he struck the Lord of glory in the face. And as he just had told them, he said, he said, boys, we're about to fulfill the scriptures. You've read it, and 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 it's about to come to pass in front of your eyes. Just as if they had an instruction. Like they had a recipe, and they was making a cake. Add the eggs now. Hit him in the face now. Take his jacket off. Bet on him. You got dice? You bring the dice? You need the dice. We're going to roll. Cast lot. Verse 23, and Jesus answered him, if I've spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. If I've done something wrong, you tell me. You tell me what I've done wrong. You're saying I've done something wrong. Now you tell me what I've done wrong. I'm sure it was kind and tender. Us disciples of his are ornery. Peter's cutting off ears. John, James, sons of thunder. We want to do a little thundering too, don't we? He said, if I have spoken evil, bear witness to evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? Oh, he's got him. He'd done nothing wrong. Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas, the high priest. Annas, I, I can't handle this. It's the middle of the night. Did you know that? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Y'all woke me up for this. This ain't. This is an unprofitable conversation. It's turned into a beating. Y'all can do that someplace else. I'm old and I want to go to bed. Send him to my son-in-law. He's the other high priest. Because there's a high priest and associate high priest and temporary high priest and Sunday school high priests. <laughs> there are a dime a dozen. Send him to him. John doesn't record that. John doesn't. But Matthew did. Let's turn over to Matthew and look what that happened there. This is the first inspection. Annas had him. Matthew 26. Annas had him, and, and there was nothing they could find wrong with him. The Lord said, for something evil, tell me. 
and not one said it. They said, just get rid of him. We don't know how to handle this. This man's speaking truth. Matthew 26, down in verse 57. Annas, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, inspected him first. Now Caiaphas is going to him. Matthew 26, 57. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him to Caiaphas. He keeps being led. He keeps being led. They, I remember, it always makes me think, we used to watch, I think it's called wrestling throughout the common world. And uh, the southeast of the, these United States is called wrestling. And so we'd watch wrestling on TV when I was a kid. And I was about four. My dad was huge. And he'd lay on his belly in the, in the floor and watch TV. And I'd sit on his hind end. And I'd grab his foot and I'd pull it real hard. And he'd go, oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'd hurt him every evening. That leg was the size of me. Do you think I was hurting him? <laughs> I thought I was. And I sit I read this and I think them men really, they, thought, they really thought they was leading him. We got him now. He's allowing himself to be led. The, the, the God of all, all power. If there's a chemical reaction that takes place in a cell in somebody's body, he's the one that purposed it and performed the power to do so. And they're leading him. We're going to take you to somebody else. You keep talking like that. Mm. Verse 57. And they that laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. They got the whole church up at 3 a.m. Right in the middle of the night. All the elders, all the scribes, all the high priests, right there, all there together. They got the whole church gathered. Emergency meeting. We're going to call a meeting. And they brought him in to them. But Peter followed him afar off under the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now, the chief priests and the elders and all the council, they sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death. Who was that good, trusted council member at the church? That good, trusted elder? They're ordained. They ordained every one of them. The chief priests, plural. What was their intention and goal? Put him to death. We, we can't move. What if we had to what if we had to up and move? What if I lost my job? What if I lost my status in the community? I'm getting a paycheck. They, I got kids to put through school. We can't have one man, as Caiaphas said, has to die that the others may live. He had a little bit of truth. They say some good things down there, don't they? And they're crucifying God every chance they get. Kill him. We won't have this man reign over us. Kill him. Verse 60. They found none. They kept looking for his false witnesses. <laughs> they didn't seek true witnesses. They sought false witnesses. They didn't say get Peter, James, and John and get all them boys down here. We want to talk to them. They sought false ones. Couldn't find any one of them. But they found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, they couldn't find a good one. Yet they found none. At the last came two more false witnesses. And they said, This fellow said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. He had said something like that. He said, You tear down the temple of God and I'll raise it. He didn't say he's going to build it. He said he's going to raise it because he spoke of his body. Words mean things, don't they? Words mean things. God calls these false witnesses. Well, that's pretty close. This ain't horseshoes and this ain't hand grenades. 
It's important. And the high priest arose and said unto him, verse 62, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses against thee? But Jesus held his peace. You defend yourself. Defend yourself. Not once did he jerk back on those ropes or chains or leather straps or whatever they had him bound with that was leading him. Not once said, now, now boys, let me go. That's classic. You see somebody locked up on them cop shows. They said, now let me out of here. Not once has a cop ever said, oh, <laughs> now that you ask, okay, we'll let you go. They try, don't they? He didn't try. He didn't fight back. He didn't say, now, now y'all made a mistake. You got the wrong one. He held his peace. He kept, defend yourself. That's my hardest thing. People say false things about me, and it runs through me, and my mouth opens, and I defend myself. He did. He held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God. Now we're going to bring God into this. A whole lot of churchy folks, this hasn't come up once. Did anybody say, go get the scriptures and see if this matches? Prove this to see if it's... That's what John's going to tell them years later. We're going to have an epistle to read about that. Try the spirits. See if this is of God. Now they're demanding answers. I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Now you tell me now. Not defending himself. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said. You said it. What did he tell Judas? You said it. Thou hast said. Nevertheless, you've said everything that needs to be said. Nevertheless, I say unto you, and sitting defending himself, this is a statement of fact. Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the power and the coming in the clouds of heaven. You're going to see Christ on his throne. Sitting. Who was sitting right then? Our Lord was standing, and the boss was sitting. Caiaphas was sitting. He was sitting down. I'm going to sit down, and you come talk to me. You stand up when you're talking to me. That's what we did in the army. You had to go to pray, dress, or attention, depending on who the person was you were speaking to. And the Lord looked at him and said, you're going to see God sitting on his throne and coming in power. He said that. That's a true statement. I say that. It's a true statement. You say that. And there's true statement people all around this world say. Lord, there's, there's people with mental illness on the corner of streets holding up cardboard signs saying Jesus is coming. They don't know him. Mankind puts this Lord in a manger every Christmas, don't they? They think of God and they say, you know what? He's baby Jesus. And let's put him in a little tiny basket. And we'll make a little tiny figurine set of him. And then come Easter, we'll put him up on a cross. And we'll, we like him just fine. And we'll put him anywhere we're, we're well, good, and pleased to put him. Because he's a figurine. He might as well be a porcelain doll. The one that they know. Here, here a judge was judging the judge of judgment. Might be a lot of J's, isn't it? He was judging. Do you know better? I thought, I've heard a man tell another gospel preacher, said, you've been preaching too much on the rough stuff, on the hard stuff. We need some better stuff. And I thought, I wonder if that person, when the Lord comes, how, you, how would you word it whenever you sit down and say, Lord, I was reading through Hosea, and I just think there's too many chapters of rough stuff here. 
I think you got your proportions all wrong. Would you do that? I'd be good to bow, huh? Pray we bow now. There's a judge judging the judge of all. And that's going to change. Do you know how fast it took for Caiaphas to be standing in front of Christ in judgment? A vapor. As fast as the morning dew melts away, he's going to be standing in front of the Lord sitting on his throne. His throne of judgment. That makes me sad for him. I don't, so if you've got time, see what to do. I won't go preach to Caiaphas or any of them. Oh, don't you know what you said? Now, it's got to happen. The Lord said this must, must happen, isn't it? Verse 65, and the high priest rent his clothes. He just tore his shirt, saying, He hath spoken blasphemy. He knew he was speaking of himself. What further need have we of these witnesses? We don't have any witness. You just get up and you just start saying stuff until he says something that we can get him on. Nothing's changed. You just get him talking. He's going to say something we can go against him on, and that's what—that's the bone we'll pick, and y'all can leave. We don't need these witnesses anymore. Behold, now you've heard him, heard his blasphemy. What thank ye? And they answered, the elders and the councilmen and the, the, the director of the board and the president, he's guilty of death. Kill him. What did he say? Seriously, I mean, you get a legal scholar out. He said, you're going to see God on his throne and coming in his power. That's the truth. <laughs> but they knew that was who he was the one. They knew he was God. And they said, kill him. And they did spit in his face and buffeted him. And others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, prophesy unto us, thou Christ. Who is he that smote thee? You know everything? Which one's the ones that just hit you? What an inspection of a lamb. Does that get you? He's there causing me. That night it was so cold. Peter had to go warm himself by a fire. It's for his people. For his bride. This world's so tore upside down looking anything but Christ. What's a woman? Uh, it's a biological and, and a, a social uh, picture of Christ's church. <laughs> That's what she is. Look to him. Knock that other nonsense off. Need to. Back in our text. That was the second one. Our Lord went to Annas and to Caiaphas. Now here in John 18, verse 28. John 18, 28. They then led... They Jesus from Caiaphas. They led him. That's what the Ethiopian eunuch was reading in Acts 8. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb before his shears is dumb, he opened not his mouth. He was led. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment. And it was early, early in the morning. Stand to. Five, four, five, six a.m. I don't know. It was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall. Now, they took him out of the courthouse where Pilate was. But they didn't go inside, lest they should be defiled. you see that? They led Jesus from Caiaphas into the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the hall of judgment, the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled. But 
that they might eat the Passover. We're about to have the Jews Passover, not the Lord's Passover. They're going to have the Jews Passover because this is what mom and daddy always did. This is how they did it. And that's what we're going to do. Now, I can't be defiled. I can't go into this Gentile building and then I wouldn't be able to participate in the sacraments of the Jews Passover. Has anything else changed? Tactics haven't changed. The mentality hasn't changed. I bet if it was this day, I bet they wouldn't cuss, smoke, or chew or run with those that do. I bet they wouldn't take our children Halloween trick-or-treating because they're so squeaky clean holy. But they'll spit on, they'll punch, they'll kick, they'll mock the Lord of glory by thinking little of him and high of themselves. How am I any different? Who makes me different? I'm the same. Peter sitting there spitting on his face by standing by the fire and that man in there pistol whipping him with the rod. The difference is the grace of God. The difference is what he's doing according to the scriptures. Do we not read those things? Do we not look over those things? No, we read it in, in, in all. In all. Verse 29. Pilate then went out unto them. He come outside because they couldn't come inside. He knew how squeaky clean it was. The whole town knew. They wore the halo so tight, gave everybody a headache. And he said, what accusation bring ye against this man? You brought a prisoner. It's 5 a.m. What's the charge? You know, not much change there either. This is a court. If you're going to charge somebody, you have to have an accusation. There has to be a charge, right? And in those days, even in wicked rule, the rule of Rome, even in wicked old Romans, you had to, there had to be a charge. You couldn't charge with nothing. They had to be accusers. If you were charged by something, you had the right to face your accusers just as you do in our nation. Isn't that a good legal system? You're going to charge me, you look me in the eye. If you're going to say I did something evil, you look me in the eye and say it. And you had the right to defense. You had the right to air your side of the story. That's exactly what happens in our day, Pilate comes outside and says, what charge you bring against this man? And they answered and said unto him, they give him a charge? No, they were offended. Man gets so offended so easy, don't they? He said, what's the charge? This is normal routine. <laughs> we'll process him. You don't have to come inside. I know you're weird about that. What's the charge? And they answered and said unto him, verse 30, if he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up to the, unto thee. <laughs> We wouldn't even brought him. Why are you even asking us? Do you know our moral and ethical standing in this community? How dare you? I, I don't have to dignify myself with answering that question. And Pilate said to them, uh, Take ye him. You take him. And judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It's not lawful for us to put any man to death. There's a lot of commentators you could read on that, and it says that the Romans came in and they removed their ability to stone people. I partly believe that. We'll give up anything the Lord says just to keep everybody happy and keep, keep up with the, good, the neighbors and keep up with the Joneses. But they tried over and over. So if that was true, what happened legally, they're liars because they're already lying, saying this man's done something. We won't even tell you what it is. Just kill him. We want him executed, and we can't do it. You do it. 
Or if they were able to, then they're lying in that too. It's not lawful for us to put any man to death that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled. There's a colon there. Which he spake signifying what death he should die. Pilate gave him the opportunity, didn't he? You all do it. They could have went and stoned him if it was against Roman law. And that's, you, can't do, you can't stone nobody. That's a lot. No, Pilate, he's the boss. He said it was fine. We have witnesses. Well, Pilate said, okay, I guess we'll let this one go. But that couldn't happen because the Lord told him. Right before they took him, he said, we're about to fulfill the scriptures. He's going to die according to the scriptures, isn't it? It says there in verse 32, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Once they tried to throw him off cliff to edge of town. Twice they took up stones to stone him. That's the Jewish death. But it must be on a tree. He must hang from the tree. And Luke 4 says they were in the synagogue and they heard these things and they were filled with wrath. He said he was, he said he was God. Did you hear what he said? And he rose up and they thrust him out of the city and took him to the brow of the hill whereon the city was built that they might cast him down headlong. They're going to throw him off a cliff. But he passed through the midst of them as he went his way. He just walked right through them. Fulfilling what he just told them. He's the Lord. John 5 said that therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he had not only had broken the Sabbath but said also that God was his father making himself equal with God. If he's a healer, that's handy. If he's a, a, a cook that can do miracles and make a lot of fishes, that's, that's handy too. We're, we, we're going to need some food. But if he's God, we're going to have to worship him. He said, I and my father are one. And John 10, and the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Here in verse 31, Then Pilate said unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It's not lawful for us to put any man to death. Now they're willing to follow, follow the law of the Romans. Is this a, is this a law or is this a, a mandate about the stone? <laughs> now it's, oh, no, you said it. It's fine. We'll do it. We're, you, you kill him. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. He said this before, before this night. This is what the scriptures say. Nicodemus came to The Sanhedrin is who's there with them. That's the elders. Remember when Moses, they had 70 to help them out? They got 70 elders. That's where the Sanhedrin come from. So now they had this numerological uh, office to fill, and they had 70 elders. That was the Sanhedrin. And so they're there. And that one caught away from him one night, Nicodemus, there in John 3, and he went to him by night. And he told him, he said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, not as Moses stoned the serpent in the wilderness, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have eternal life. Kevin, you're laboring all these things. Okay? We got it, man. We've read this 55 times. You, this is concerning eternal life. Him being lifted up. This is real important <laughs> that the scriptures be fulfilled because if this ain't, then, then Christ died in vain. If it's not according to the scriptures, if the law is not kept, if the jots and the tittles ain't crossed and dotted. After this event, that angel come to him there at the tomb and he said, he's not here, but he's risen. Remember? Remember? 
I like the amplified version of that. The, the Lord's remembrancers. I just say remember. Remember. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered the Lord's words. They remembered his words. They said, oh, he did say that. He said he had to be crucified. Our law says stone. He had to be crucified. Why? In Deuteronomy 21, the Lord gave commandments concerning these things. He said, if any man have committed a sin worthy of death, and he be to be put to death, thou hang him on a tree. You got to hang him. And his body shall not remain at night upon the tree, but shall any wise be buried that day. For he that is hanged is accursed of God. Isn't that what Paul said in Galatians? He were different. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Why, what, what's, what's this so necessary? Hang them on the tree of the Lord against the sun that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. Numbers 25. The Lord told him all the way back then. He said, you got something like this? You hang them on a tree in the, in the face of the sun of the Lord against the sun and his fierce anger will be turned away from Israel. I don't want to hear an intellectual dissertation for four hours about why that's so. <laughs> Lord said it, and that's for us, and he's turning his anger from us. That good enough for you? Good enough for me? Verse 33, John 18, 33. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, I love this. Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it of me? Tell thee of me. Are you finally starting to catch on, Pilate? Is the Lord finally working in you? Or did somebody else tell you? You just regurgitating what somebody else said. Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the Chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? I don't know your all systems and your customs and all those things. I know they brought you to me. What have you done? I thought about that a lot this week. I wonder if Pilate was just real calm in this whole thing. He's in a leadership position. Uh, they respected him enough to come to him. He didn't pander to him, but he didn't ignore him either. He might have been what we would call a real good guy. He's just trying to reason with everybody. He said, what have you done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. And I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. My kingdom's not on this earth. If it was, my disciples, they'd come here and chop every one of y'all's heads off. But that's not it. Now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto them, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest I'm a king. Isn't that what, is that what heart's in you? God says you're a king and you're a priest. What do you say? Well, he says it. He says it. That's humility, isn't it? It's humility. Thou sayest I'm a king. To this end was I born. We're made kings and priests. What's he say he was? Born. Rightfully so. 
from eternity. For this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Everyone that's of him hears his voice. That's They came to John the Baptist, and they said, are you, are you that prophet? He said, oh, no, I'm not the prophet. He said, I'm just a voice. They said, are you, are you that Christ? I'm not that. Are you the king? No, 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 no. The Lord just told Pilate, I'm the prophet, I'm the priest, and I'm the king. That's why I'm here. That's why you're doing what you're doing. I purposed you from eternity past to be standing here asking me this. I've written it in my word, and I'm fulfilling it right in front of your eyes. Have pity on Pilate for this next verse. Pilate saith unto him, what is truth? You think how many excuses he got, how many stories he's heard, and all those things of just being, you know, a judge in that position. And the Lord said, "Those that hear my voice, they know truth. Those that hear truth, they hear my voice. My voice is truth." <laughs> and Pilate said, "What is truth? What's truth? Whose truth?" Who is truth? Pilate, truth is standing right in front of you. And I'll tell you what truth is. People say, what is truth? Anything that comes out of his mouth, anything written in his word, or anything he thinks does or wills, wants to happen, it's truth. That's it. He is and anything that proceeds from him. And when he had said this, Verse 38, Paul said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith to them, I find no fault. I find in him no fault at all. I don't find any fault in him. Did Annas find any fault in him, in this lamb to be slain? No. And he got so mad about it, he pushed him out of there. Said, Sit him, my son-in-law. Did Caiaphas find any fault in him? They, on some trumped-up charges, they thought they did, but they knew they hadn't. They said, we got to take him to Pilate. We can't do anything about this, even though we've tried to throw him off the hill and we've tried stoning twice already. Pilate, the third, round three. Third time's a charm in perfection and completion. I find no fault in him. I find no fault in him. I emailed myself. I'm going to see if I can do this. Remember, I did not put it in my notes. You know what else he didn't find in him? He didn't find a need to know him. He didn't find salvation in him. He didn't find peace in him. He didn't find comfort in him. He just had some theological facts right. Isn't that so? I find no fault in him. I, I know this. y'all probably read this once a week. I do. Isaiah 53. Let's look at it one more time. Isaiah 53. Verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we 
should desire him. He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, as and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised. And notice all the who this was who this is speaking. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and have carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we. (laughs) All the we's. All the you's. Like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. Neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Who's all those we's and ours and us's? The sin of many. That's all speaking about transgressors, isn't it? We hid from him and we didn't want nothing to do with him and it was our fault. All these things that took place in these inspections and these beatings and spitting and mocking, that's on the behalf of a people. On the we's and the you's and the transgressors. The many, many of them, a whole bunch of them. Who's that? We'll end on a good note. You ready? John 18, 38. That's what I said in the beginning, I hope. Uh, we can see the, the, the blind wickedness of mankind and, and Christ's steadfastness in, in spite of us, his faithfulness. And all that was for his own. And that's for his glory. He said, Father, glorify yourself. And he said, you glorify your son. He said, I'm going to glorify you. I have glorified you. I'm going to glorify you. We just happen to be, <laughs> this is for his glory. That's paramount. Everybody else looking out to save their own skin. You know, I need to get saved. Glorify God. And he chose to glorify himself and glorify his son by saving a people. That's us. That's us. John eighteen thirty eight. Pilate said unto him, What is truth? 
And when he had thus said, said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and he said to them, I find no fault, I find in him no fault at all. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. I forgot, I remember y'all's holidays. He knew them, they knew him. They had dietary restrictions. He knew it. They had a Passover. So I remember, y'all have a Passover going on, right? And it's your, your custom, not my custom, that I release one to you. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? You caught him that. You found no fault in him. I find no fault in him. He's an innocent man. You want him back? Won't, y'all, won't you boys let him go? We'll get into it another time. His wife had talked to him and had some dreams, but won't you let him go? You want him back? Pilate said he found no fault. He even called Christ by his rightful title. He said, this is the king of the Jews. But did he say, do you all want my king back? Don't tell me about your Savior. Tell me about your Lord. He's my Lord, my kinsman redeemer. That's that's my husband. (laughs) I go where he goes. You take him back, you're taking me with him. (laughs) He said, that's your king of the Jews. Oh, verse 40, then cried they all. Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. We don't want him. Give us Barabbas. Here's a full sentence. Look at the end of verse 40. Now Barabbas was a robber. Doesn't that seem off place? What's a robber? Well, that's a sinner. You keep, uh, you kill him, we'll take the sinners. We'll take that old mean robber. You see what happened? They were fulfilling the scriptures. The king must be bound. The sinner must go free. The king must be bound. The sinner must go free. Were all them free? No, they weren't sinners. <laughs> Those that the Lord had died for there, they're going to find out later. But at, the, at the moment, they didn't know they were sinners. He said, give us Barabbas. He must die that we may live. Barabbas, I thought a lot about him too. Could you imagine that? Was he tracking this on CNN the whole time? He's locked up in cell and they said, we're going to kill you. Probably didn't even tell him that. He didn't know anything that was going on. He didn't hear anything, know anything. He didn't know any difference. All he knew was he was in a prison and he was going to die. That's a good place to be brought. Have you ever been in a prison and knew you was going to die? And a command came, leave the prison. You're free. Is that what happened to you? Was you in prison? All of a sudden you realized you was in prison and a command came. You're free. Due to a prior event. Because of the Lord's death. According to the scriptures. He's fulfilled all that stuff. Barabbas walked free. Free to go. Free to go. I pray the Lord would speak to one of his people to show that because of our wickedness, what he had to do, the things he must suffer according to the scriptures, and because of that, his people, and we're burdened when we read these things, and we're sad when we read these things, you're free. You're free. And it's a command, isn't it? All right. Brother Mike.